blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, our light and our salvation. Amen. Amen. Let us prepare for Christ's coming by turning from our sin and seeking God's tender mercy and compassion. Almighty God, we confess that we have sinned against you and against our sisters and brothers and siblings. Our words and deeds have not proclaimed your reign of justice and truth. We have failed to watch and pray for the signs of your advent among us. Forgive our sin and come quickly to save us. Amen. In the advent of Christ, the dawn from high breaks upon us with light and healing. Through Jesus Christ, God looks with favor on you and forgives you all your sin. Amen. Blessed are you, O God of hosts, for you promised to send a son, Emmanuel, who brought your presence among us, and you promised through your son, Jesus, to save us from our sin. As we light these candles, turn again to us in mercy. Strengthen our faith in the words spoken by your prophets. Restore us and give us life that we may be saved. O house of David, come, let us rejoice. For the Son of God, Emmanuel, comes to be with us. Amen.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Stir up your power, Lord Christ, and come. With your abundant grace and might, free us from the sin that hinders our faith, that eagerly we may receive your promises. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. The Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David. Is it too little for you to weary mortals that you weary my God also? Therefore, this very Lord will give you a sign. Look. That young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey by the time he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land before whose two kings you are in dread will be deserted. Word of God, word of life. servant of Jesus Christ called to be an apostle 
set apart for the gospel of God, which God promised beforehand through the prophets in the Holy Scriptures, the gospel concerning God's Son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for the sake of his name, including yourselves who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Word of God, word of life. Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man, and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord to the prophets. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took Mary as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son. And he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise This past week, I learned of the famous walk of shame in Game of Thrones. How many of you know it? Now, not being a Thrones fan myself, I'll do my best to explain. Cersei Lannister, supposedly not a great character, is the queen of the Seven Kingdoms. After confessing adultery with her husband, 
her husband, she is stripped naked and paraded through the streets. She is jeered at, she is spat at, as garbage and feces are hurled at her, as shame, shame, shame is intoned over her. Such mob mentality was hard for many viewers to watch. For some, it reminded them that there is great entertainment in watching women being humiliated. The scene derives from accusations against Jane Shore, a mistress to England's King Edward IV in the late 1400s. She was also humiliated by a walk of shame through the city. And in 13th and 14th century France, such public shaming was a prominent humiliation for adultery. The punishment, often for women only, was designed to be a lasting stigma. It could ruin your life. Well, Merry Christmas. And <laughs> welcome to Matthew's story of the birth of Jesus. Not exactly a sweet Christmas carol that we heard. It's not a sanitized nativity scene. It's rated R, the story in Matthew. And it's filled with scandal, with stigma, with shame, and the messiness of being human. The main character isn't Mary, as it is in Luke's gospel. It is Joseph, described as righteous. In other words, Joseph has high ethical standards. He is a person of his word, a person of integrity, a person who does the right thing. And he's engaged to a, a wonderful young woman named Mary. But Mary is pregnant, and Joseph is not the father. And he must decide how to respond. If he calls attention to this out of wedlock pregnancy, Mary herself will have to do a walk of shame. She could be stoned to death, as outlined in Levitical law. And if Joseph divorces her quietly and saves her from public disgrace, as the text says, Mary's fate may be begging, prostitution, just to keep alive. Joseph will also have his reputation at risk. He will have to do his own walk of shame because of this illicit pregnancy. Not to mention Mary's outrageous, blasphemous claim that the baby's father is the Holy Spirit. In other words, God. Mary, yet one more woman who is not believed. And there's more. In Matthew's genealogy, the chapter before, the genealogy of, genealogy of Jesus, there are all kinds of shady characters. The trickster Jacob, David, who slept with another man's wife and then ordered the man to be murdered to guard his reputation. Tamer, who pretended to be a sex worker, and Rahab, who was one. Talk about shame. I've been thinking a lot about shame this past week. Some would say we feel guilt over something we did, but we feel shame over who we are. Either way, the words sham and shame were tossed around just days ago in the halls of Congress and more. Shame, 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 we heard shouted. Yet many of us felt a sense of sadness and shame for our country and the arrogant vitriol and partisan hate spewed forth. Some of you have read or heard Brene Brown talk about shame. She mentions that we all have shame, but rarely talk about it. 
Shame is the feeling that we are flawed, that we are unworthy of love. Many women feel shame because they are never thin enough, young enough, beautiful enough, or they're expected to be perfect, all the time being as small, as sweet, as quiet as possible. But after studying women's shame for years, Brene Brown had a rude awakening to the shame that men carry as well. As one man told her with tears in his eyes, my wife and my daughters, the ones you signed all those books for, they'd rather me die on the top of my white horse than watch me fall off. You can say all you want about men being vulnerable and real, but come on, you can't stand it. It makes you sick to see us like that. These days, there's a phrase for the shame that many men carry, toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is what happens when we teach boys they can't express emotion openly, that they have to be tough all the time, or not cry, or they come across as weak or soft. And all this tough guy talk can lead to violence, violent violence against women as an indicator of power. The thing is, we all carry some kind of shame in our walk through life. When everything becomes messy, Joseph has to look past the norms of his society and his own reputation. He gets his calling. He gets his answer in a dream. Like an earlier dreamer, Joseph, in the Hebrew scriptures. Joseph will need to surrender all he thinks he knows about fairness, about purity, about justice. By taking Mary as his wife and the mother of a child not his, he becomes the talk of the town, and not in a good way. I don't think it's a stretch to say that Joseph's strong sense of masculinity, in the best sense of the word, allows him to consent to a divine calling, to embrace a mess that he did not create, or as one writer puts it, to love a woman whose story he didn't understand, to protect a baby he didn't father, and to accept an heir who is not his own son. In the next few days, the days of Christmas, we also may feel a sense of vulnerability or even shame. At times, feelings will overtake us. Unmet expectations, difficult relations, a sadness we cannot explain. Maybe a sense that our gift or our words or our very being are somehow inadequate. Shameless, a new reformation. It's a book by Nadia Boltz Weber. She boldly states that through the history of the church, there's been kind of this negative obsession with sex, with patriarchy, with purity. Many feel shame about their bodies and about sexuality. She says that it's time for us to reclaim the heart of the incarnation. God sharing all of what it means to be human. Our bodies are good. Sex is a gift of God, something to be honored, cherished, enjoyed, and yes, reverenced with trust and commitment. Whether it's the state of politics in our country, or the state of our beloved planet, or the state of our bodies and souls, we are Advent people waiting, hoping, pleading, come Lord Jesus. And yet it is into this messy, 
vulnerable, unfair, scandalous world, Christ comes, Emmanuel, God with us. God with us in the shame and the doubt. God with us in the questions and the ambivalence. God with us in the disappointment and the confusion. God with us in a world or a life that's not turning out the way we always hoped it would. Through the imperfect story of Joseph and Mary and their walk of shame, salvation and healing comes to us. God is with you this day. God removes your shame, removes your guilt. There is no walk of shame this day. Walk with grace to this table. Hold your head up high. You are a child of God. You are beloved. You are worthy of dignity. And then walk into the world. Walk outside these doors with grace. Reverencing all people. Reverencing all creatures as honored siblings. Let us welcome Emmanuel. God with us.
watchful at all times, let us pray in joyful anticipation for the advent of our God. For the church that it may find in Joseph a model of faithfulness and integrity, let us pray. For refugees and victims of war and violence, for our country, the President, Congress, and the Supreme Court, and for peace between peoples, races, and faith, let us pray. For the night ministry, the South Loop Community Table, the Lakeview Pantry, and all who serve those hungry and poor during the coming days, let us pray. For engaged couples, for parents awaiting the birth of a baby and those struggling with infertility, for safe travel and for joyful homecomings, let us pray. For those who are lonely, depressed, or ill, especially Leon, Mark, and those we name at this time. That we might be signs for them of Emmanuel, God with us. Let us pray. For ourselves, that amid the complexities of life and the shame and mixed emotions of these days, we may be open to signs of new birth in and around us. Let us pray. In thanksgiving for Joseph and Mary, that we may join all the heavenly host in singing songs of joy and wonder. Let us pray. Sustain us in your promises, faithful God, as we watch and wait for your coming among us in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. joy to welcome you to Holy Trinity on this beautiful sunny winter day. And whatever your background or identity, you are welcome here. You're religious or spiritual, ethnic or racial, sexual or gender, political, economic, all those ways that we uh, divide each other here, we are one in God's grace and mercy. If you are new to our community, there are yellow slips in the pew rack and we invite you to fill them out and place them in the offering basket on the way to communion. If you'll turn with me to the back of the bulletin, I'd like to call your attention on page 14 to our uh, Christmas schedule. At the top of 15, there's information about the giving tree, and actually Pastor Ben is here today and will be taking those cards down to distribute this evening yes. south of the community table. So thank you for your generosity. There are also, there's also a table right inside with some books, if you are still looking for a last minute gift idea for someone else or yourself, the Holy Trinity book from about 2011, if you don't have a copy of this yet, and a wonderful spark storybook for children and adults of all ages that is beautifully illustrated. Uh, you're welcome to just take one of these and make a donation either in the envelope or later online as well. If you'll turn on page 16, please note that two weeks from today, is when everybody's back from Christmas. So many of our congregation leaves during these days and have, as already, many of them have left already. And on that day, we celebrate the end of Christmas and Epiphany with a wonderful festival, but it will be at 9 o'clock a.m. So please note that. It'll be at 9 a.m., followed by a wonderful Epiphany brunch upstairs. It will involve the choir, uh, the children and youth, and uh, the visitation of the Magi. At 11 o'clock, there will be a very simple half-hour service, so please make note of that as well. And lastly, page 19, we are in need of some more help with our greens and poinsettias and trees, which will go up tomorrow, and uh, ways that you can sponsor Christmas here. 
it's still blue in our space. It's not yet Christmas, it's Advent in the church. These are days of preparation and anticipation, waiting and hope. So there's a wonderful Advent carol that we will now sing, which will stir our spirits, people rookies. <laughs> mysterious God. In the beginning, the darkness waited, and you created light. Sarah and Abraham waited for a future, and you sent descendants greater than the stars. 
the Hebrew slaves waited for rescue, and you sent Miriam and Moses to enact your liberation. Israel waited in exile for renewal, and you empowered prophets and poets with your life-giving speech. As the whole world groaned in waiting for release and rebirth, you sent Jesus, born of strong Mary, fathered by humble Joseph, incarnate in our humility, in solidarity with the suffering and the poor, full of wisdom and grace for all. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this for the remembrance of me. Hoping beyond hope, we proclaim the mystery of faith. promises fulfilled in Jesus' body given for the beloved universe, in the great hope of the resurrection, and in all that is to come by your mercy. With eager expectation, we cry out, come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Send your spirit into this broken world, into our hopeful, imperfect gatherings, and on this sacred bread and wine so that we may be healed and whole again and be filled with the courage to love. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. All praise and thanks to you, Holy God, through Christ Jesus, by your Spirit, here and now and until the end of time. God fills the hungry with good things. Taste and see that the Lord is good.
Let us pray. God, for whom we wait, in this meal, you give us a foretaste of that day when the hungry will be fed with good things. Send us forth to make known your deeds and to proclaim the greatness of your name through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Christ, the Son of Righteousness, shine upon you and bring you to the dawn of God's radiant light and grace. And may God bless you now and forever in the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is coming soon. Thanks be to God.